You're listening to the OHL in 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. Another weekend gone by. A lot of goals scored. A lot of penalty minutes handed out or potentially a lot of suspensions handed out due to a lot of fights. Yeah, Yeah. Colin. Um, This weekend, I would say, had everything. I think that's a... That's a pretty accurate statement from what we've seen through the first two weekends. Now into the third, there was fighting. There were a lot of goals, a lot of everything, really. And we'll we'll look at all of that uh, yeah. here in a second. Here as we give our thoughts on the on the weekend. Um, of course, we'll also discuss the players of the week, um, which teams, of course, caught our eye and kind of I don't know if made a statement's the correct term, but stood out to us throughout the entire weekend. Uh, We will continue the overreaction segment um, in this week's show as we're still within that first month and people are still overreacting, which is hilarious for us to see. Um, We'll also touch on what games we're looking out for this coming weekend as we had quite a bit to watch this past weekend, which was very exciting. So um, hopefully, you know, and we know that trend will continue this weekend, which, which should be fun. And then of course the power rankings, Um, we will, touch on that as well i know we'll probably each have some interesting thoughts on them and we will share that towards the end of the show but first the overall thoughts on the weekend then we'll go through the headlines here colin because there are some headlines that we have to get to some breaking ish news i would say it's still breaking um by the time we release this episode as we watch the red wing score on monday night good times Gosses Barry, I have him in my pool, so shout out to me for drafting him. Uh, um, Colin, let's start. Um, it, it, this is a pretty easy one to start with. Let's start with what happened Saturday night at the Peterborough Memorial Center between the Peets and Bulldogs. It was a very rough game Friday for the Bulldogs defensively, giving up seven. We go to Saturday to finish off the home and home. It was a lot closer by far um three two in overtime peterborough wins it but it's what happened after the game that we're going to discuss here um line brawl bench clearing brawl i know that's a term you only hear in baseball or mostly here in baseball i should say but the benches emptying at the pmc fights everywhere um suspensions to come we're still waiting for that and I'm sure they'll probably be out before this episode debuts. So we'll probably touch on that next week. But um, Colin, your thoughts on that whole event that happened in Peterborough on Saturday. Yeah, that was a complete gong show going on there at the PFC. Uh, in a building that is an old school building. So they've seen a few of those. In Ring the, the bell. Or in its day. Yeah. But wow. Um a lot of lots going on here. There's an opinion on it about every single matter that happened in there. One, the stupidity from both sides. A lot of players. Why? Like, why did why did this happen? Um, I mean, how it started was I believe it was Jordan Donovan with a cross check in the back. Um, don't call me on it, but why? Like, why? I mean, it was after the play. It was after the goal. I get you're frustrated. But you give him a cross check in the back. That's why I was surprised he doesn't get any games. And I mean, we don't even know yet. That won't be out till probably today when after we record it'll be out. But mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm, I'd be surprised if he doesn't get any games or a game because it kind of started with the cross check. Yeah. Um, two, where the heck are the officials in this uh, when it first started? They're nowhere to be found in this. Actually, it shows the fight. It shows an official as, and I don't want to quote the officials. They haven't saw the officials yet, like of where they were in place. But I saw, like, well, I saw where they were, but I didn't know who they are, like who they were. I know who the officials are, but I didn't know who they were in that place at the time. I'm trying to say, but why are you looking at the at this going on? And then all of a sudden, everyone's leaving the bench. I understand. Then when you're leaving the bench, you really can't police it because it's just complete chaos, but. You have to, you have to get a read on it right then and there. If you see that, then you see the guy getting the, um, then you see the one player. I think it was Donovan. And honestly, like I said, I forget whose face he got into. But when you see something like that, okay, just get it over with, get that out. Because at the PNC, as you know, Reese, the benches are on the opposite side of their ice. Yeah. How can you get this all this chaos? It happened in the Bulldogs' end, so. And by the door, in overtime, right which would have been the far end with them yes. switching for overtime. Yes. So Peterborough end twice in a normal game, Bulldogs end yes. in overtime. So Bulldogs had to go the yes. farthest so, for this, for this brawl. Cause it was yeah. below the goal line so, in their end. Yeah, exactly. So why isn't there an official rate there on both sides? All right. Police it the best you can there. Obviously it's hard to then. When you see the players leave the bench, that's an automatic two. That's an automatic two games. Um, I think in this case, since it's so many players that left the bench, yeah. I think it's going to be almost like an NFL thing where, like, you see a penalty, you see two penalties, one against one for each side in the NFL, and you see it offset. So that there, that to me means, well, the ones that left the bench to get into a fight are the ones that will get a game or games. Yeah. So. Whoever that is, we'll find out. Uh, but when it comes down to this, then you will possibly see both coaches get into it. Then that's when you'll see both coaches get a game or games as well. Just yeah. because when you see this situation, not everyone when guys left the bench. There's a lot of guys that left the bench to peacekeep. Um, and I think in the review, that's why this is such a lengthy review, and it's not going to be out till Tuesday, Wednesday morning, um, at the latest. That's why it's going to be so long because this process is tough to read who everyone, who it was, who participated in the action in the stat sheets. It's kind of shows who, who you think, who they're going to be looking after. I mean, obviously when you look at on both sides, you there's, just, there's your fair share of uh, combatants that you would see getting in, into this. Um, Lawson shirt to me is an interesting one for the Bulldogs. Yes. They give them uh, leaving the bench, but uh, to be honest, when watching the game, I've watched a replay twice now, and both times I saw it, he was kind of he wasn't the instigator in his fight off the bench. So I don't know if that's the Brantford way to kind of protest it, because right now he's one of those guys that's a bubble guy uh, in this review process, Damn. and if he's a guy, if he's a guy that left the bench, but the way he acted. It wasn't as in a fight. Like when you watched the replay, he didn't instigate the fight. He got grabbed and he has a cage on um, with the whole braces things and stuff. So he's not going to be going out there to look to fight yeah. um, by any means. And then, and I know for a fact, from the Bulldogs standpoint, I mean, 
they don't want him fighting with the cage on. You're not well, not you're not supposed to, but anything of a mouth issue or an eye issue or whatever it is to warrant wearing a cage, you're really not supposed to fight anyway. So he's not out there looking to fight. So that one is interesting to me. Um, I yes, he was in a fight, but he wasn't the instigator in the fight. So that's why I wonder if that does anything with with a uh, shirt's case. But yeah. when you look at it, I mean Connor Smith for sure on Peterborough. Um, second fight in the brawl. Um, that Noah Roberts as well. The, both those guys. Uh, that was your second fights in this quote unquote brawl. Um, fun in the workplace, I'll call it. But <laughs> those two, those two guys, I would say for sure, get a game or two on yeah. both sides. Um, in the then when you look at it, yeah. it's tough, yeah. right? Uh- yeah, I'll, I'll quickly go through all these penalties in overtime for the viewers that haven't looked mm-hmm. at the box score yet because it's – I don't want to say it's hilarious because it isn't, but it kind of is with how many penalties there are. Um, so this was all at the 124 mark of overtime after Peterborough won the game. Cole Brown, five minutes for fighting. Jorian Donovan, two minutes for roughing. That was – that brawl is more than roughing, but – I mean, luckily for Donovan, it yeah, was only that's why, two, I that's guess. Why I que- that's why I question <laughs> like, that. Uh, Mateo drove back two minutes for leaving the crease, even though it was in his own end, and the brawl was in the crease. That's where it started. Um, but I can understand where they're coming from there. Um, Drawback also gets another two for roughing. Lucas Moore gets a game misconduct, being a third man in. Noah Roberts, five minutes for fighting. Noah Roberts, game misconduct, the second fight. Um, Lawson Shirk, two minutes for roughing. Lawson Shirk, game misconduct for leaving the bench. Florian Jackeye, two minutes for roughing. Florian Jackeye, game misconduct for also leaving the bench, which this was his first game back from a suspension. That That, to me, yeah, Yeah, just two game suspension as well for sleuth pudding. So you're looking at probably two to four now if you're if you're repeat offender things, and that's the thing, the OHL. Right now, I mean, to be honest with this review, and I mean, it's kind of borderline on that line to say this, to be honest. You don't want to get into, you want to get in trouble for it. But in a way, like the league itself, what is the line? Yeah. What is the line? What is a repeat offender? That's my big question. What's a repeat offender in the league? Right? Yeah. Like you really I, don't like. Yeah, it's tough. Once? No, not not even a little bit. It's repeat, yeah, because it's a second, I guess. But if it's what if a guy has been suspended once, that's not really reputation. I think if we're three and above, then it starts mm-hmm. to become a reputation thing. But for like, a guy like Florian Jaka, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's tough lot, because he plays on that line, right? Yeah, and his his the last name doesn't help because I don't want to say Arbor was the same, but they both play that same gritty, rough game, right? Oh, there is. Um, so I, would I mean, say, you can honestly say that Florian's right up there with like above him at a, to a fault. Yeah. Um. Um. Def- he's definitely looked on. He's definitely looked on more. I mean, when Arbor came in the league before he had the reputation, what was Arbor's reputation, right? Yeah. Florian comes in the league last year. Florian comes in the league last year, and they see what he's what his brothers doing. It's kind of not really fair to him in a way I get, because yeah. uh, he kind of falls for it, right? He gets that reputation without even playing a game in the league, so it's kind of interesting. But I think, I honestly, I believe that everyone on this list, and I mean, even the goalies you look at, if it's leaving the crease to fight. There's a game at least. Yeah. Which is kind of funny to see a goalie suspended. 
suspended, two goalies suspended. When was the last time that happened? Yeah, yeah, especially for Stushka, um, for Peterborough having to go the length of the ice for that. Um, yeah. here, here, here's Peterborough's penalties quickly. Connor Lockhart, two minutes for slashing. Connor Lockhart, two minutes for fighting. Connor Smith, five minutes for fighting. Connor Smith, game misconduct, second fight. Connor Smith, game misconduct, leaving the bench. So that's where we presume a lot of a few games will come for him. Um, <laughs> Liam Stuchka leaving the crease. That's a two minute minor. Liam Stuchka, um, roughing two minute minor. Braden Valeris, two minutes for roughing, as well as a game misconduct for leaving the bench. So, um, there was a lot to go through. I'm sure the referees had a pretty late night um, on Saturday yeah. in Peterborough, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what uh, what actually comes down and who actually will sit for for a length of time here, and whether it's a length of time or one two games. Um, we'll we'll see presumably Tuesday, if not Wednesday, before a the Bulldogs next game, which happens to be. Um, on Wednesday, Wednesday evening, whereas the Peets, I believe, not till Thursday that they're back on the ice. Yeah, the 19th, um, that they'll be next in action. They get Sault Ste. Marie at home. So, um, yeah, Tuesday or Wednesday, everybody, you'll see, you'll see the suspensions come out. And yeah, there's a chance that they're out by the time where you're listening to this. So, um, stay tuned as I'm sure we'll be able to un- unravel this at least. On the dog cast, that's for sure. Um, with there being a Wednesday yeah. game, it'll be a Thursday recording, Friday release for the dog cast, um, which you can find on the Bulldogs Audio Network. Or, of course, we uh, will have it covered for you next week on the OHL and 60 podcast. Um, before we move ahead, I just want to give a shout out to OHL alumni Jet Greaves, the backup goaltender for the Columbus Blue Jackets tonight. Him and Spencer Martin, yeah. the, the duo for the Jackets, with Greaves getting. Um, called up on an emergency basis. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, well, yeah. We'll sh- shout that. Yeah, you get the call up today. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty um, cool. I'll see that. The alumni. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Niagara getting win number one this season. Flint getting win number one uh, this season. Flint taking down Sarnia six, four Niagara beating Kingston for nothing. Um, one game that we kind of looked at is as a pretty big one or ones that we were at least going to keep our eyes on um, this weekend, I would say is Owen sounds Northern trip. Uh, they went to Sudbury on mm-hmm. the 13th and to Sault Ste. Marie on the 14th, a three, two loss in Sudbury on, uh, on the 13th, that game came in overtime. So you pick up a point and then a four, nothing shutout of the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds on the 14th on the road. Um, and Colin, we're we're on the topic of Owen Sound. I wanted to to get into this just so we didn't forget. Um, you know, with with that weekend, with what the record is, um, you know, to to start this season, a breaking news announcement from the Owen Sound attack: Greg Walters is no longer behind the bench for the Owen Sound attack. Um, Darren Rumble. Sean Tickel will handle coaching duties for the foreseeable future. And I I don't know if it's a head scratcher for you, Colin. I think on a certain level it is for me. Um, A, because of the start that Owen Sound has had. Yeah, it hasn't been perfect, mainly because they've lost. But it, it still thought I'd been pretty good. And they what? They didn't have Colby Barlow for the first weekend. So, I mean, you could look at that as, okay, whatever. We've got him back now and we're starting to win. 
Um, but on another note, when I pulled up the article for the Owen Sound attack, Walters had a record mm-hmm. of 71, 56, 12, and 4. Now, that kind of points to something off the ice. And we are at no that's liberty at all to comment on anything like that because we're not there. Although we will be on Saturday when the Bulldogs are there. Um, but we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But based off of record, based off of the results that Walter's gotten, I, I say that's a safe assumption. Now, again, not knowing what actually is the reason, but I would say that's a safe assumption, Colin. Um, yeah, Monday, Monday, I tried to talk to a couple of uh, sources from Owen Sound, like that I've talked to before from Owen Sound, and in the local write ups and stuff, it sounds like it's an agree- disagreement for, since summertime. There were, there were things that degrade the general manager, and it makes perfect sense when you think about it now, um, why this would happen. There were situations that DeGray wanted where Walters hasn't made to the lineup and so on. So there's one controversy right there, right? So if there's moves that aren't being made that the GM wants, that's what's going to happen, right? Disagreement. Um, and it sounded like uh, – it just sounds like it was enough enough and we just yeah. had to part ways now. The one thing is, too, with the, with the duo coaches – that really makes me uh, head scratch, to be honest. Because who's mm-hmm. the voice? Greg. I agree. Greg Walters, as everybody knows, Greg Walters, as everybody knows around the Ontario Hockey League, has a voice. Everyone hears him literally at the games. He's a loud coach. You hear him coach, quote unquote, throughout the game. He's very vocal. Um, he's very engaged, um, and his players are very engaging. Owen Sound teams have played hard, and um, it looks like players like to play for Greg Walters, to be honest. Yeah. But it's just interesting to me to see the duo, how that's going to go. Who's going to get the speech when you're down, when you're down three in London in a playoff series, who's going to give a speech after game three yeah. um, to the team like last year, right? When you, uh, when you have a bad period this year, who's going to give the speech? That's the difference now that I want to know. I don't, me personally, I'm not a fan of this two coaches. And to be honest, I get the lineup. And, hey, I complained about their lineup for a long time. And all it's not about where they use guys in certain spots. Yeah. Um, anyone that listens to this show, this goes back a couple of years now. But it's interesting to see me where general manager sees the lineup one way. And there's another thing. The teams have to remember, and fans have to remember this. It's not always the coach that picks the lineup. The general manager has yeah. a ton of say in the lineup. Uh, and I think this is just the case here where in all the articles that you read around Owen Sound, and this is what they're saying as well, and it's starting to come out, that it seems like there's just disagreements on what the lineup was. And and that's the only thing that really makes sense to yeah. this situation, in my opinion, that it's got to be lineup-wise. It's got to be something internally where there's just a disagreement and they cannot get over it. And the general manager is not going to go midseason, and this is the yeah. easy move. And um, especially not to Gray. So, and it happened before in Oshawa with Greg Walters. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting to see where this goes. Yeah, it was, it was funny. And I, it, it's not funny because of the situation, but for me, it was hilarious because first time I'd ever met Greg Walters wasn't when I filled in for, for Ted Lehman um, doing an ice dogs generals game on the radio because he was gone by then. 
Um, but it was actually in a playoff series in 2019. There was some after horn skirmishes underneath at the Meridian Center that um, I was the only one in between him and uh, and Billy Burke uh, following, I believe it was game two, if I'm not mistaken, game two of the 2019 East semifinals. So that was the first time I met Walters. He was a nice guy to me. Obviously, his situation, he was amped up. But um, yeah, it, it had to be something that to do with the lineup and um you know the i don't want to say the full story will come out eventually because we don't know if it will but um a lot of people around owen sound and we might even have discussions with people this weekend when brantford's there um just to get a little bit more info for everybody that we yeah, are next week share. show there'll be more clarification yeah yeah there'll um, be more clarification next week bulldogs are there yeah i'll uh I'll, I'll quickly read the quote here from the from the article on the own sound attack website um, if you haven't if you haven't seen it yet, you can uh, you can go check it out. Um, I'd, I'd like to get say OwenSoundAttack.ca, but it's all CHL now. Um, but here's the quote from yeah. from the GM to Gray. Uh, Greg has been a big part of the organization for the past few years and the development of a lot of good young players. Making a coaching change is always a hard decision, but ultimately our vision for how we best maximize our current there roster is. is not aligned and i feel it was best for the organization that we make a change we wish greg all the best in his future endeavors yeah that's that's pretty pretty obvious there um of course we'll try and get yeah. the inside scoop for next week on the ohl and 60 podcast um owen sound attack their first game um following this move will be in kitchener on friday october 20th at the kitchener memorial auditorium and then, of course, um, at home, Brantford Bulldogs are there the 21st. Kingston Frontenac's there on October 22nd. So a 3-3 three and three for the Owen Sound attack following a coaching change. Um, Colin, also one thing I wanted to get to before we move on to all of the headlines that you want to you wanna touch on here. Um, the Windsor Spitfires, um, they can't keep the puck out of their net right now, no matter who's in yeah. there. Um, you know, we're, we're looking at a, you know, a, clo- a close game against the Kingston Frontenacs on, uh, on Thursday, which was a hilarious trip for the Kingston Frontenacs who goes Windsor, London, Niagara. Um, but I mean, a, a game where Windsor scored three in the third, but they also gave up three in the third in a six, four loss outshot Kingston 36 to 29, but loss of faceoff battle badly 39 to 26 Kingston dominating them. Um, on that front, then we're talking about a seven to one thumping in Erie at the Erie Insurance Arena at the hands of the Otters, and then a 11 2 loss in Kitchener. Now, we, we weren't looking at Joey Costanzo in all three games. Um, I can tell you he did start in Kitchener. Um, where I'll quickly just double check, I believe it was him against Kingston as well. Um, it was, mm-hmm. um, so he went Thursday and then um, on Sunday. But uh, it, it's strange to me because he expected Windsor to not be awesome. They 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 were bound to have a down year. Um, I, I haven't liked what I've seen from Costanzo this year. I think he can be much better. Not to say that he has the an all-star team in front of him, but there there's a lot of parts to this Windsor Spitfires team that I'm like, they're really this bad? bad like how were the results this bad Colin like it just it, it it's a little mind-boggling to me that 
we see two games where they are outscored yeah. 18 to 3. That's that's yeah. bad. Yeah, that's not good. That's a terrible weekend. Um, there's a lot going on there for sure behind closed doors, but it's early in the season, but all, all of a sudden it's early becomes it's not early. Mm-hmm. And when you have that big of a deficit, so with Windsor, I mean, you're looking – it's a solid roster. They have guys – I mean, I wouldn't say it's a solid roster compared to other teams, but when you watch this team, they have guys in their lineup that can contribute and show them they can contribute in the Ontario Hockey League. Yeah. It's just crazy when you look at some of these guys. I mean, Green Tree are minus 13. Um, Millette, minus 11. When your best players are double-digit minuses this early, that's not that's not good. Um that's concerning. So you're out there defending a lot. You're giving up a lot of shots. Um, a lot of space you're giving up. Kind of cheat for offense a little bit. Remember Kitchener last year at the, that at the start of their year, how they were just cheating for offense. They weren't a unit. And then the coaching change came, and all of a sudden they became a unit. Um, it's interesting to see Windsor. It's kind of similar, but they're giving up a lot more goals than Kitchener did last year. Um, it's just weird watching Windsor. I mean, there's a big deficit there. Um, obviously with the guys they did lose and guys are in new roles now and you got to find those roles now. I mean, it's a huge difference. I think the biggest difference is every year it's a big difference. So when you go from line three out of the top six to that second line into the top six, it's such a big difference, right? Because now you're playing power play full-time, you're playing penalty kill full-time, right? It's like going from a internship to a full-time job. It's just different. And that's kind of what Windsor's going through right now. And what's it been? Six games? Five, six games for the Fires this year? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I, you mentioned Green Cheese plus minus. Ten. He was minus six in the game against Kitchener alone. So that's not a fun day. That's a long bus ride back home yeah. um, to go Windsor. That's tough. But in my opinion, I just think game 10, if this is still this bad, then you start to look internally. And then you see what's going on. But I'm sure right now they're scrambling on film. They're practicing over system stuff right now. But they're going to find their system. And that, that kind of brought me to my point from this weekend. Reese, like, yeah. Mississauga, Mississauga, London. Are they the two teams that are close enough to have establishing a system? Like, are they the closest established teams? I mean, obviously, we've only played five, six games this year. But are they the only two teams right now that are established. I mean, Ottawa had a big weekend this weekend, but they're not established yet um, with their start. Saginaw definitely isn't. No, no. I Yeah, I think I'm with you on that, Colin. I, I like that statement there that, yeah, London, Mississauga, I would say are the two that, I mean, James Richmond is, is that kind of coach that if you don't have a system, then you're thinking what what the heck's going on because he he always establishes that early on in the season and under makes his players understand what exactly he wants yeah. right from the start um it's either you you follow the system because it succeeds or you're not going to play um that's essentially what what Richmond's yeah. philosophy is and it and it's worked so far early on being 7 and 1 um London yeah. Knights I mean I mean Dale Hunter yeah he's he's, <laughs> he's been successful for how like long like London notoriously so, yeah, yeah. It, it, it like, yeah, I, I, in my I, opinion, go ahead, Wardy. Like, I watched, sorry, I watched the game, like, like Saturday night, London loses to Sarnia, but man, oh man, you, uh, defense nightmare going up against the cow and Barky line. 
Yeah. They oh, are yeah. so quick on the man, that breakout, like their breakout is so fast. Um, like off the rush. I don't think there's any I don't think there's a better line duo than that line that they have right now, all to them, um, Barky and Cowan. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a better trio off the rush in the league. And it's been quite some time to see a like a team off the rush like that. I mean, Cowan getting bigger this summer, it shows you he's always big and hard in the forecheck. Even when he played two seasons ago when Lennon called him up for a couple of games in the playoffs there against Kitchener mm-hmm. and throughout that second half of the year, Cowan immediately catches your eye when you watch him play. Uh, just so big and dominant in the back, in the forecheck, right? He's so effective there. I mean, physical. Um, doesn't sound like a Maple Leaf, but congrats. But <laughs> you know, it's like he's always in the he's always in the four check, right? He's always in the corners, and that's huge. And Barky, Barky for his size, and that's the thing. Cowan's not an overly big guy. The fact that I talk about him being so big in the four check and being big in the corners is a compliment to his game to show that he plays bigger than his size. And Barky's the same way, man. These guys want the puck. And these guys are effective with the puck. I mean, Philadelphia getting Barky where they got him in the drafts a steal. Um, that guy there, I mean, so they're so, so good with the puck. And when I watched them play there Saturday, they're just so fast. And I can't wait for Wednesday night in Brantford when they come to Civic because we're like where the press row is now. It's in the first row. You're basically right in front, right behind the net where London shoots twice. And I honestly cannot wait to watch Barky and Cowan. Um, on the four check that I mean, it's an offensive nightmare. If you don't have attention to details, we just talked about with establishing systems and stuff with teams that are the most established so far in the year. I mean, I think there's only two Mississauga and London. And mm-hmm. with Missis- with London, I mean, on the four check, they're going to score a lot of goals off the rush. And when I watch uh, Barkey and I watch Cowan, those guys, I don't think there's any better duo in the league than those two guys off the rush. Um, they got it in Mississauga as well, but man, like Sarnia had a heck of a time, and Sarnia credits to them getting the win. But that really caught my eye this weekend watching London off the rush and see what teams are actually established. I mean, we're three weeks in. What teams have a system? What teams are established? What teams do we think? Okay, these guys are contenders. Right now, I only think of two, and mm-hmm. that's Mississauga and London. Mississauga looks really good. If I give them another week, I give them this week, but. That's kind of my follow-up question now. Ryerson Leanders, how does he not get a World Junior invite? Um, your first in save percentage, your first in goals against, and first in wins. Wins is obviously like the third category out of the mix. But mm-hmm. I think there's an opportunity. If he can playing like this a month from now, right? A month from now is the World Junior uh, development camp. That's only a month yeah. away. That's not a lot of time um, when, when you look at it. I wonder if he gets an invite to practices. Because if he keeps playing like this, he will for sure. When you look, when you've looked at the other goaltenders around the World Juniors, you always see that one goaltender. Look at Devin Levi, right? Nobody knew who Devin Levi is, then all of a sudden he's in the World Juniors. Yeah, that I think that, and I think with Leanders there, I mean his game, um, he's been unreal this year, and I really like watching Mississauga because they look good, and it's nice to see Mississauga with an offensive element to their game. It's always defense, 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 right? But yeah. then when you see, but then when you see guys like Martone, um, Vecchia having a big start, Sharp 
like you see these guys contributing to the offensive end. It's like, oh, wow, Misa having a massive game against his brother on the weekend. Um, Mississauga looks good, and they look deep. So uh, it might have been the right decision last year to sell it instead of go for it because now you see that extra depth um, that they have. But uh, Mississauga looks good. And also, I just said one more thing after. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, I just I just wanted to quickly touch on Leanders there for a second. Um, yeah, Mississauga currently on a four-game win streak. We're looking at, like I mentioned, a team that's 7-1, 14 points, which is four better than the next closest in the North Bay Battalion, which happens to be their division rival. Um, and again, this is early, so stats might be pointless in this in this scenario. Not for Leanders. Um, you know, Mississauga Steelheads as a team, they've given up 16 goals in eight games. That's two a game. You're going to win more games um, than not when you only give up two goals a game. Um, yeah, three or less, you'll win a lot of games in OHL. Yeah, like in their penalty kill is up over 80%. I mean, 80% is kind of the shoot mark, like that mark you want to be at, of course. You'd like to be at 100, but um, that's just not always the case. 81.4 in the PK. You talk about their offense, Mississauga, they're 25% on the power play, approaching 26 at 25.6. So, um, no, I, I like that idea of an invite for leanders. Um, you know, I, I still think Devin, Devin Chentis is, is the guy that we're looking at to make it from the Ontario hockey league. Um, but, but look out for leanders. It's his draft year. If he gets an invite, mm-hmm. not, and he's again, playing this good. He, he doesn't have to make the team to, to consider it a good camp for the world juniors. Like it's, no, if, and, he, if he just makes it that as a year old, like you, that's a win, whether you make the team or not, he's going to take that camp, going to bring it back to the steelheads. If you think about it, who from the steelheads might they miss for the world juniors? Um, yeah, I got to look at their roster. Yeah. At least for um, Canada, I can't see. I, and this is no knock at the steelheads at all. Um, I just don't see anyone being automatic. Yes, you're going to be on the world junior team. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you talk about the, you get Jack Van Volsen last year um, in the trade with Peterborough. That's an 06 pick. He probably won't be on the world juniors, although there's a chance he is one day. Um, you know, yeah, Lucas Carmiris. Yeah, I thought Lucas Carmiris has gotten, has had a nice start to the season. Um, you know, a, a high pick from, from the 99ers last season, a guy at, 13th overall um just with the guys they had there wasn't a whole lot of opportunity for him last year until after the trade deadline of course but um five points in eight games to start his season this year i think that's big for him um but like i i would say most of this roster will be intact throughout the world juniors i mean adam zidlicki there's a chance he could play for uh, two points in eight games. Czech, I yeah. doubt it. I mean, not with the not with the program they have. Yeah, that's hard when you come over. Yeah, but I'm trying to trying to look elsewhere. I mean, nah, he he's a for he's a rookie here. Oh six, that that's tough. Um, yeah, this but, team will this team will be intact through Christmas when yeah, certain but, teams will lose guys. To be honest, too, with leaners, it's a compliment we're talking about this. They drafted the goalie in the first round. Very true. Um, yeah. Which, congrats a, to him. He got, Jack got his first win this of his uh, OHL yeah. career this past weekend. So, I just think with leaners, I mean, it's a compliment to even be discussing this. I mean, it's yeah. about two, three weeks away before this is there. It's just a thought I had. 
if he's playing this good in two slash three weeks, middle first second first slash second week in November, if he's playing mm-hmm. this good, that talk's gonna be there. Um, so hopefully for him, I mean, he keeps it going because he's been great in this saga yeah. this year as leaders. Yeah. Well, also, my last can, thing. Did you say Canada does what six goalies for camp? I think? Usually two or three. Usually for two camp? or three. Yeah, Canada doesn't bring their goalies. They usually go with the guys they invite. Yeah. Usually two or three. Um, then, with uh, speaking of the World Juniors, Alan Latang, bench boss for this year's World Junior Tournament from Sarnia, yeah. and then Scott Walker will be an assistant on his staff as well from Guelph. So, two OHL coaches going to the World Junior coaching staff as well. So, you're starting to see that. And that's why I wonder, right? You have that OHL brass there. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to think about that with Flanders. So, be interesting to put it into place, but I think that's an opportunity there that uh, we'll see in three weeks' time. Yeah, absolutely. I think that we're 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 not there yet, but the excitement it will be there, like you said, in the next two to three weeks um, of who actually is gonna gonna get that invite and have a chance to to play at the World Juniors. So. No, I, I like that point you made about leaners. It's a conversation that's gotta it's gonna happen soon. Like people are gonna start to speculate who's gonna be on the team, who's gonna be invited to camp. So I think leader leaders minus minus Steven Chentis has you know pled his case the best, you could say, from Ontario Hockey League standards. So absolutely. Um, yeah, I know that's a good point, Wardy. Um we'll quickly here get to the players of the week, which were announced on Monday. We will start. With the player of the week, and we're going to go to Kitchener for this one, Carson Rakoff, um, eight points, five goals, three assists over the weekend, two games uh, for the Rangers. They collected four points in total over the weekend. Rakoff, a uh, a phenomenal weekend for him, eight points total, yeah. as I mentioned. Luke Misa of the Mississauga Steelheads, also in consideration uh, for this award, three goals, five assists um, for three Mississauga victories. Um, and Matthew Sopp also having himself a very good weekend. Three goals, four helpers um, to help Kitchener have a perfect weekend as well. Goaltender of the week. We knew an Ottawa 67 was going to be a part of this sometime throughout the season. Um, <laughs> unless Ryerson Leanders kept being a stud. Uh, for for the rest of the season, which is a possibility the way he's playing early on. Uh, but Colin McKenzie is the OHL goaltender of the week. He was 2-0 and over the weekend with a 1.50 goals against average. Save percentage of 9.48. The Ottawa 67s moved themselves up to the top, the OHL power rankings this week, which we will touch on later on in the show. 55 saves over the weekend for... McKenzie of the 67s. Carter George also in consideration for the award from the Owen Sound Attack. He was 1-1-1 with a 1.68 goals against average save percentage of 9.44. Dom DiVincentis of the North Bay Battalion also being considered for this award. He was 2-1 goals against average of 2.01 save percentage of 9.26. Colin McKenzie is the one to break Ryerson Leander's streak of being named OHL goaltender of the week we will take a break when we come back our not so famous overreaction segment although we've been really enjoying it over the last two weeks (laughs) um so we will get to that 
We will touch on which games will catch our eye this coming week slash weekend. And then we'll touch on those power rankings to top it all off. You're listening to the OHL in 60 podcast. Welcome back to the OHL in 60 podcast. I'm Reese Demaney along with Colin Ward. Time to overreact, Colin. Um, let's start with Brantford. <laughs> that that we were firsthand on Friday seeing, I mean, tough breaks. It happens in the game. The defense was awful. I, I thought, I think you can share the same thoughts. If you missed our photo on Instagram following <laughs> that game that Colin, Colin's girlfriend um, luckily got a shot of. Both of our arms crossed, <laughs> leaning back in our chairs. That's a classic. No smiles on the face whatsoever. Pretty much summed up that <laughs> night. And maybe that's our our own overreaction to the Brantford Bulldogs because, again, it is only weekend number three. But that that defense has to be 100 times better, Colin, because it was – it was atrocious on on Friday. Yeah. Um, oh, Siri joined hey, the conversation. There we go. Um, She's overreacting I would, too. I would say, yeah, Saturday. Saturday, the Bulldogs definitely got better on the back end. But, oh, my. Um, majority of the games, their D's been horrible. Yeah. Um, to put it frankly, I think they got guys that think they better, they're better than what they are that are drafted players. So, that's kind of a uh, – you know, a reality check there. But, yeah, they have to have a better weekend. I don't think it's an overreaction. I mean, on the power rankings, we'll see where they're ranked. I mean, they shouldn't be 16. I no. said this last week. No. I said this last week they were ranked too high, and now they're ranked too high in this last spot. Um, a lot of guys are underachieving there. And I think it's a story that's similar to what Kitchener and London were like last year at the start of the year. I mean, you look at the amount of guys drafted in this Bulldog on this Bulldogs team. Yeah, six guys with NHL rights on the team. That's usually a recipe for a team that's going to be pretty good in the league. Yeah, when you look around, you think, oh, if you were to tell somebody, oh, they got six guys drafted, that's usually a pretty good recipe. But that's not the case right now. I think the power play is a little bit too predictable right now. It's going through Nick Lardis, and that's about it. Yeah. Um. It would. The defense, the defense, I mean, you got guys that are struggling back there that are drafted players, which is a dangerous thing. Um, and it just hasn't been great. They have a lot of pressure this weekend. Um, I think maybe the road back-to-back could be a good thing for them. I mean, going to Oshawa, going to Owen Sound, that's a tough back-to-back. Um, but I think that could be a good thing for them. I mean, get out, get on the road a little bit. They've been on the road, though, basically the whole year. Yeah. So far, they only played two home games, but I would think, yeah, there's a case there where if maybe you get out there playing the other team's building, it might help you a little bit. But this team right now definitely has to be better in all aspects because if they're not better, it's going to be a long, long stretch here um, to end the year. And like I said, I don't really put a label on teams until American Thanksgiving. That's kind of when you know what the team is. Yeah. And that's when you, about, month and a half away from the deadline too, right? So that's when you start to know, okay, this team's going to be a seller. This team's going to be a buyer. Um, 
the Bulldogs, they don't really have anything to sell, to be honest. I mean, Lardis will be back next year. I don't, there's not really anybody else on the team. I mean, Jack hasn't played any games. <laughs> yeah. So they're all, they're all fours. I mean, there's not a lot of guys there available. I mean, last year the Bulldogs wanted to pick up a lot of O fours to build for this year. So it's kind of a tough one. When you see this, you pick up all those O fours last year and it's tar- started like this, but it's early on in the year. And there's no panic in that room. Um, no. Speaking to Jay McKee regularly, uh, there's no panic there at all. Jay's a great coach, so you trust that. You have that trust there, and he has credibility as a coach, and he gained a lot of trust throughout the league. I think league-wide, a lot of guys, a lot of fans trust Jay McKee. And, I mean, even outsiders that watch the league from afar, they know Jay McKee teams are usually pretty competitive. So that's kind of the one saving grace. But, yeah, right now they're not. it's not clicking very good. And uh, there's a lot that's going to be done here, I think, uh, in the next couple of weeks, and especially with this uh, these suspensions rolling out. Yeah. That might not be good as well. That could be a tough dagger here. And uh, they need a they need a big weekend for sure. One big weekend gets you back in the hunt. So they need Absolutely. that desperately. For sure, yeah. Um, from one dog team to another, because I saw some people that were, oh, yeah, we're definitely headed for the playoffs now. Um, by the way, I'd like to shout myself out. I am one and oh when I do color commentary for the Niagara Ice Dogs. So that's I guess something to celebrate. <laughs> um the Ice Dogs, a four-nothing shutout of the Kingston Frontenacs, which it, uh, Kingston a three and three played Windsor Thursday in the London on trip. Friday, and then you go to Niagara Saturday. It's, it's beyond me how that got scheduled. You think you start in Windsor. Okay, that's a trip across the border. Saginaw, Flint, boom, you're done that trip for the year. Or you go Windsor, go London, soon. Sarnia, and then and then head home. Well, that didn't happen. They go Windsor, London, Niagara, which was interesting. Kingston was not good at all. They had their moments, but they were not good. Um, overreaction by people on Twitter. The Ice Dogs are figuring it out, and they aren't horrible Colin Ward your your response to that because there's still yeah it's, it's one game but a tired Kingston team how far do you look into that win well they've had points in three straight games they kind of did what any team was expected to do Niagara in that game yeah um yeah and the last three games Niagara they put hard this year so far so far, we've talked about it throughout each week when we talk about Niagara. I mean, that's a team that they've played hard this year in games. They haven't gotten blown out yet. Um, they looked terrible in the Erie game. They looked horrible in that game, but they bounced back. If I think it would have been a mat, I think right now we're looking at it differently. If they win that Erie game, then I think, oh, well, there we go. Like, you know, like, okay, yeah. I take that, right? But Dropping the Erie game's tough. And almost it's like the draft, right? It, drafts are like games. No one remembers the game before when you come out after a win like that. They had to win that Kingston game. That was a must-have. And uh, it, they didn't. but Or they did. But um, they had to have that. But the Erie game, the game before, was disappointing. If they had won both those games, that would have been huge. Um, but points in their last three games, if you were to talk to an Ice Dogs fan, that they would go three games getting a point in a row. Last year, they would have said, you're crazy. Yep. So I think right now, I mean, you got to begin on the positives. And um, it's interesting to see where this team's developing. But uh, 
definitely there's a lot of improvements to do. But to say they're a playoff team three weeks into the season after being yeah. a j- kind of the joke of the league is a little bit of a stretch. But yeah. definitely, definitely though, they got the character there, so it's up to them. It's yeah. balls in their court. Uh, we'll go to the West now. Um, this is this is one I made up, and I thought we could have a little bit of fun with because I know it's it's not going to be true whatsoever with it only being three weeks. Um, the bottom three teams in the Western Conference are decided, and that's what it'll be at year's end. Erie, Flint, and Windsor. Erie being eight currently, Flint being nine, Windsor being ten. Um, just one I made up and thought would be a good conversation to have. Um, are those the three teams we're going to see at the bottom of the Western Conference at the end of the year? You'll for sure see two out of the three. You'll for sure see two out of the three. Um, it'll be interesting. I think, well, Saginaw's definitely not going to be in the bottom three, even though I don't think Saginaw's very good. Um, as they're currently in the seventh spot, just a point ahead of Erie. Uh, Erie, I think getting the goaltender puts you in a playoffs by getting Godro. I mean, two and zero, um, giving up three on sixty shots or something like that in two games. They're still giving up a lot of shots, but at least so you got a goaltender there. I think that's enough to carry them into a playoff spot. I don't think I think that's your seven eighth seed Erie. Personally, mm-hmm. Flint getting Kressler backs massive. That's huge. You're looking at a thirty goal score. Yep. In the Ontario Hockey League, any team would take a 30-goal score. Those guys are a nice luxury to have. 30-goal um, scores are the ones you, you know what you're going to get, right? Um, so that's a good – that's a nice one for Flynn. Windsor right now is the most concerning out of that mix. Um, Windsor has an uphill battle. I know Flint and Windsor both have two points each. Um, but Windsor through eight games, if they don't play good this weekend at, t- at their 10-game mark, if they're not playing that good, that's a team there where I have a lot of questions because once you get from once you get one to ten, okay, and then you get to ten to twenty, where it's like, okay, now I know where my team is. At twenty games, you know what your team is. So at the twenty game mark, if they're still in dead last and they're still playing bad hockey, that um, that's you know that's where you got to make a decision. That's where I think they would stay in that mix. But as of now, it's too early yet. But Sarnia beating London's massive. They're four and three. Um, they got life, uh, so that's a, that's a big one for them. But my opinion, Saginaw. I mean, their power plays keep them alive, right? Forty-two percent, forty-two point nine percent so far, tops in the OHL. That's really keeping them alive. But they, uh, in my overreaction, I would have Saginaw as a team that has to be a lot better. Yeah. Um, down the stretch. They're obviously going to make the playoffs. They're hosting the Mem Cup, but that's a team there where what's your standard? It, we've talked about this on that rising spirit. They've talked about that where it's like, what's our, this is our identity, what's expected, right? Yeah. That expectation, expecting for them is a top three team in the conference. Yeah. Honestly, a Division top four winner. team in the league. Really? Yeah, top four yeah. team in the league. Yeah, that's the expectation, the fact that okay, we were talking about on the weekend, Reese, I think you brought it up actually, how um, right now the best team, I know it's early, but the best teams out of the Memorial Cup bids are the ones that no one really expected, and it's Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And everyone everyone picked on Sault Ste. Marie, but Sault Ste. Marie's out here scoring goals 
left and right. And um, if that can continue, obviously I expect goal scoring to go down. It always does after the first month once goalies get settled in. But to me, that's one big question here. Um, Saginaw def- desperately has to be better. It's the same stuff every week. Every week it's the same thing so far through three weeks. I mean, like I said, it's only been six games for them. But every single game, what are they, 500? Yeah, three and three. Yep. They're three and three on the nose. One game they look good, the next they look horrible. That can't continue, and I don't expect it to continue because I'm sure that's a team that will make a move at the start of November, about a month away from the deadline. Then they'll make another one. I can see that because they des- they need two more guys to be a contender. They need two more real good players to be a, a legit Memorial Cup contender. Um, and because uh, I think last – like I've said this before too, last year's Peterborough team beat Saginaw, no problem. Um, the year before that, the Hamilton slash Brantford team beats them, no problem. Yeah. There's a lot of questions there. And right now I think – and obviously it's six games, and I don't even like talking about it, but London, London would – I mean, it's I think that would be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think that division. I mean, London plays Saginaw on Sunday too, so that's kind of a game to watch. But yeah, um, that's yeah, that's that's definitely going to be a game to watch because I don't know what. I honestly, Saginaw, they're not even close to being established, and that's. I mean, it's not concerning, but for hosting Memorial Cup, I you thought get to a certain point where it will be. Yeah, I thought the start of the year. I thought the start of their year would be a lot better than this for hosting them cup. I thought they'd have momentum at the start of the year, right? Like teams tend to do when they're hosting Memorial cup, but I haven't saw it. Yeah. Um, Saginaw spirit go back to back. They go Windsor Saturday um, in Windsor. And then, uh, and then like you said, London on, uh, on Sunday, so it could be the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, by it the way, be a win loss. <laughs> could be. I, I think you, at this point you should expect it should be. Um, at least the way Windsor's played. Um, yeah. But uh, any any Spitfire fans out there, I just brought up their website just in case anything would uh, would come to mind while Colin was speaking there. And uh, for all you Swifties out there, um, there's a Taylor Swift <laughs> ticket giveaway this Saturday against the Saginaw Spirit. It's a 705 puck drop at the WFCU Center. You must be at the game to win and enter the draw in the arena. Um, come dressed as Taylor Swift in your best Swifty costume, as Windsor puts it. So, um, any Swifties that listen to the show, maybe you'll want to go to Windsor on Saturday night. I know that's not the ideal spot, Windsor, Ontario, on a Saturday, but um, if you go see a Spitz game at the WFCU Center, I'd say that's worth a worth a trip at least once in a while. So, um, Absolutely. okay, what one more overreaction I got for you here, Wardy? Um, and this is more on the winning side of things, not necessarily a team at the bottom. Um, the London Knights currently lead the Western Conference, albeit by one point, um, with 11. They are currently 5-2-0-1 to start their season, um, although they've lost one in a row. That's their current streak that they're on right now. Power play <laughs> operating at 24%. Penalty kill is at 91 Call an overreaction. The way London started at a 5-2-0-1 record, they will lead the uh, Midwest Division for the entire season. With Cowan coming back um, and the performance he put on in his first weekend, um, 
Will they ever give up that lead? Well, I would say Wednesday, but going into Wednesday's game, they're probably going to beat Brantford. So, which is wild because London Kitchener gets Niagara. Kitchener gets yeah, Kitchener's in Niagara, which is odd so Wednesday was... matchups, but yeah, um, tough weekend. Um, I would imagine there's going to be ups and downs. Uh, there will be ups and downs. Ah, can I write that down in my notes and answer it next week? Yeah, yeah. After the full in. full month, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a okay. good overreaction next week. I think a month in, I'll answer that question. I'll put it down right now. Um, in my notes because that's one that I want to answer after this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because that's an interesting one to me because I think London will. <laughs> I had Owen Sound winning the division, but and Owen Sound's a team that now with the coaching change, what do you even think now? What do you expect? Right. Sad. This weekend could go really good for Owen Sound or really bad for Owen Sound. Anytime you make yep. a coaching change, there's usually no in between. Well, that's the thing. They, think, st- they start their weekend big divisional matchup in Kitchener. Yeah, then then at home Saturday. Yeah, so they get thrown right into the gauntlet. But yeah, I don't know. Ah, uh, Kitchener's the team, man. Like Kitchener, it's funny. Kitchener's too. These teams that weren't on this power ranking, they definitely use it for bulletin board material. And it'd be nice to get somebody on from the Rangers or the Greyhounds and kind of talk about that because that maybe that's more of like a second half of the year thing. Once teams are established, once we kind of get a read on teams, because as you know, this week, yeah, they can be a top three team, but next week they could be a bottom three team when it's this early on in the year. Um, And teams get hot and cold. It'll be interesting. I don't know. I really can't answer that right now. I'll write it down, but I'll have an answer next week for sure. For sure next week I'll have an answer. But, um, yeah, that's a good question. We We should put that out as a poll question for a week. Yeah, I'm in for sure. I think that'd be good input a, from the fans. I think that's yeah, after a month I'm, too. I would I would say we do that at, after next week's show. I would say that's kind of a good time to do it as the Red Wings score again to make it three nothing. Dylan Larkin stud. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a conversation that I think it it's like you said you had Owen Sound winning the division and they've got the talent to do it. The way Kitchener's playing right now, I I I, I would say they're um qualified just as any team again right now um a team that nobody really expected to be near the top but at the same time you can't just not notice the way they're playing to start the season so and and again we're looking at Kitchener being back by one point Owen Sound being back by two um you know obviously there could be a slight one day where London goes into second or third but I think the way that the Knights are built I think they're going to continue to buy, um, you know, with they're, they're technically oh, fully loaded. If you think about it right now with Cowan coming back, you would have yeah. to say that they've got their full lineup. That's going to move forward until obviously a trade happens. Um, if a trade happens, and but you know what? Yeah. You know what team I really like to watch on that division? Kitchener. Um, it's funny, you know, if you talk about the players of the week, right? And Ray Cobb. Yeah. Um, Ray Cobb, 13 points, seven goals so far this year. Uh, Sops, another one who you know that's going to get, but Missile Javik, 14 points, seven goals already. Um, he's a big guy. 
big, strong competitor. I really like his team. He's kind of like what Sop was last year, right? I remember Sop last year, all of a sudden leads the Rangers in scoring. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we didn't expect that. We expected penalties and so on to do that. But to see uh, Missile Jevic come up like this and really step up into his new role, and we talked about this, right, how Windsor, Windsor's in a role where Windsor's adapting to roles in the top six, but to see these guys in Kitchener, maybe the turbulence of Kitchener last year helps them this year. Yep. with all these bounces because they've had guys come up and I really like that top line, but the way London plays, they're so fast and off the rush and stuff, like they're a tough team to play against when you're fast and you get on the breakout and you get pucks out cleanly all the time. That's a nice, that's a recipe for success. It's a really good question, but right now tough to answer, but I really like watching Kitchener play. Um, I'd say Kitchener, Owen Sound are right there with them and uh, it's going to be a fun ride here. It's going to be a fun ride here going into the American Thanksgiving in a month from now because it'll be interesting to see where this evolves. That's the best part about this part of the season because just the way teams evolve, right, it's fun to watch as they create their identities of how they want to play. And you really don't know until five, six weeks in. So I'm excited to see what happens. But um, most definitely it'll be a fun ride here going into November in Remembrance Day ceremonies and stuff. It's always fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I even I even look at Hunter Brustevich. One goal, two assists against Windsor Sunday. He was a plus three. My pick to be the top defenseman in the league, uh, just because I think he's got the talent for it. Um, I, I I've really liked the start that uh, that he's had to his season. I'm just gonna pull up his stats here quickly. And stats, of course, aren't everything, but um, the blue liner, 13 points in seven games this season, four goals, yeah. nine assists. Um, He's had a really good start to the year, and he's still he's still very much a part of my conversation to be that. Maybe, I, I don't want to say leading scorer. He has a chance to, obviously, 13 points in seven games. Um, but to also be just the, the top defenseman that you, if you get him at the trade deadline, that's a steal, depending on what you give up, of course. But I think it would be a big piece, depending on where Kitchener is. And if they keep on this pace, they're just going to build. But I think they're a piece um, away, man, for being a good yeah. defender. Yeah, so it's it's interesting. He he's that he's that guy in the blue line for Kitchener that I've really been impressed with uh to start this season. So um Colin, before we end that uh overreaction segment, is there anything else you would like to add to it? Not really. Sag and I touched on I touched on London, touched on Mississauga throughout the show, touched on Windsor, touched on Brantford, touched on Saginaw. Yeah, I mentioned Saginaw, Kingston we touched on, Niagara we touched on. Um, Kitchener, we touched on. No, I think I'm good. Right on. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's an inside joke for anybody who's wondering what the heck is that. Um. So so let's look ahead, Colin. Um. To to this weekend, I think a big divisional game happens in Sudbury on the 18th. Mississauga Steelhead Sudbury Wolves. I think that's big for Sudbury to try and rebound. Um. After this past weekend that they had. Um, so that'll be a big one at the Sudbury Community Arena if there's Wi-Fi and we're able to watch it. Um, of course, with Sudbury ending their weekend, a 4 nothing shutout at the hands of the Ottawa 67s. And I mean, Ottawa's a good team, so it's nothing to really say is a huge mistake. But um, I think that's a big game, one of the ones that I'll be looking out for this weekend. Um, Peterborough-Ottawa, I think, is always a good matchup just because of the rivals, um, the rivalry matchup there with those two teams. I'm really excited for that. Um, Owen Sound Kitchener, an early matchup. 
for the Midwest division. I think that's a big game for both teams to kind of help jockey for yeah, position early on this season. Momentum. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And try and get that first, I don't want to say dagger, but the first strike first in this season series um, between the two clubs. Um, yeah, Colin, what are, what are you looking at uh, this weekend? What are you excited for? Yeah, the Owens Owen Sound Kitchener one's a good one. Uh, Wednesday, Niagara Kitchener. Um, Sault Ste. Marie, Peterborough Thursday, I think it's an underrated matchup. Just because the teams are scoring a lot. I mean, yeah, Peterborough showed that they can score. I mean, back kind of an underrated start to the year, to be honest, for your own back. Um, so I think that's a game that will be uh, a very good matchup. Sault Ste. Marie can score a lot. And uh, Peterborough can score a lot. So that's going to be a fun one. That has a recipe for a high-scoring track meet. Um, so I'm excited for that one on Thursday. Saturday, to be honest, Brantford Owen Sound's a big one. See the coaching staff and Owen Sound at home. Yeah. And to see where the suspensions are on the Brantford side of things. Yeah. And then, where's my last one? Yeah, London London Saginaw Sunday, though. That's, my, that's the ultimate. Um, if you're an OHL fan... You're watching that over the football on Sunday. That's a game. London Saginaw is a game on Sunday, and I believe that'll be a great matchup. Um, and I'm excited to see that because that's a game for Saginaw to really show me. Um, it's almost a saying, you know, show me the money. Um, that's a show me the money game for Saginaw. Yeah. Um, let's see where they're at. That's a measuring stick game because right now London, London is where Saginaw should be. And, uh, they're not even close to that as of now, but we'll see on Sunday. So I'm excited to see what can happen there. But um, that's the game to me to really look for. London Saginaw on Sunday. That's a that's going to be a heck of a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the event at Bud Gardens. I mean, that crowd will they'll probably be electric for that one. A potential, obviously not OHL championship matchup, but potentially the two teams that represent the OHL. At the Memorial Cup this season uh, in Saginaw, so yeah, that should be that should be a nice one to cap off the weekend for sure. Um, let's touch on the power rankings before we sign off for this <laughs> week. Um, the four teams not included in the top sixteen: the Windsor Spitfires, Niagara Ice Dogs, Flint Firebirds, and Erie Otters. Brantford Bulldogs moved down four spots to number sixteen. Although the way they played, I'd put them out of that. Um, Kingston down four spots to number 15 that included two losses over the weekend one to Niagara one to London Oshawa minus one they're at 14 Peterborough moves up three spots with a home and home sweep of the Brantford Bulldogs Uh, number 12 Sarnia Sting they move up three spots Kitchener Rangers move up three spots as well Um, Sioux Greyhounds one of only two teams not to go anywhere they stay at number 10 Barry Colts down two to number nine. They uh, they go further down than their division rival Sudbury Wolves, who stay put at number eight. Owen Sound Attack fall one spot to number seven. Guelph Storm fall one spot to number six. Saginaw Spirit minus three to number five. Mississauga Steelheads, biggest jump of the week. They move up five spots to number four. London Knights move down two. They're at number three for the first time, not in the top spot of the power rankings. North Bay moves up one. They're number two. And the Ottawa 67s move up three spots, and they are number one for this week's edition of the OHL Power Rankings. Colin, I think I'm still on the train of 
Sue and Kitchener, I think, are top 10 teams right now. Um, obviously, Sue is being at number 10, <laughs> but I think Kitchener has to be in the top 10 as well. Those yes, I would say, do. those I would say are my two biggest. What? Like they should be a little bit higher than that. Yeah, no, 100%. I agree with that one for sure. Especially when you see how Barry got dismantled on Friday night against Kitchener. Yeah. Uh, that should, that's a, that's enough on its own to, uh, boost them over the Colts. So they should be nine. To be honest, Ottawa, yeah, they had a big weekend, but until this weekend, would you have had them in the top three? That's my question there, too. Why number one so fast? What did they do to go up three spots? And, uh, yeah, London drops two. That's a saga up five. It's crazy. They go from ten to five or to four. So, no, nine to four. That's crazy um, to think about that one. But uh, especially the power rankings right now, though, they're all over the place. And like, it's, like we talked about, it, really there's only two teams that are established slash – close to establish on who they're going to be and how they're going to play this year. And that's London Mississauga. Yeah. To me, that's one and two, no problem there. And uh, yeah, there's a few questions, but those are them for me. Uh, should we rank? What should we do first? Our power ranking or lower rankings first? Bottom. Yeah, let's go bottom, bottom four. Yeah, let's go bottom first. Starting from the, starting from 20th. Yeah, might as well. All right, 20th, I have Windsor, 19th, Flint, 18th, Brantford. Brantford hasn't been good enough. Um, and for the first time, congratulations to them. For the first time, ranked 16th, the Niagara Ice Dogs. Um, that makes the 17th team, the Erie Otters. Uh, those are my power rankings, Win- or my lower rankings, I guess I should say. Windsor, Flint, Brantford, and Erie in that order. Um, those teams haven't been good enough. I don't think there's really any arguments yeah. who the bottom four teams are right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm in agreement with you. Windsor, Flint, 20 and 19, uh, mainly because Windsor's given up 51 goals in eight games. Uh, yeah. that, that's a pretty good way to get yourselves near the bottom. Um, yeah. So Windsor, 20, Flint, 19. Um, Niagara, for me, still 18th. I think they're still in the bottom four. I think that's mainly because they got a tired Kingston team on a three and three. And I mean, hey, credit to them. You have to win that game. And they earned a shutout. So good for them. They were able to get themselves out of the bottom spot, which that's kind of what we were waiting for, Colin, is a win to actually consider them to move up. Um, And they got that win. It was an impressive win. I'm not going to take that away from them. It's just you should have won that game right from the start, the way that Kingston, um, the trip they were on, and then the way they played throughout that game. Um, I, that was just, you You had to win that. So Niagara's still 18 for me. Um, 17 is uh, is Brantford. That was just not good. I think I'm going to leave it at that. I could share other thoughts, but I'm sure we'll get into it a little bit deeper on the dog cast this week. Um, and then Erie is, is number 16 for me. Um, you know, that, that goal differential, he's still going to give it up 35 and seven. Um, but I, I, I've liked the power play. I thought it's been good, not great, not okay, but kind of in the middle of that they're operating at 25% right now, which I think is a lot higher than a lot of eight seeds usually have. Um, so for the Erie Otters, they, they're the number 16 team for me. And that's kind of how, um, my bottom five look right now. Nice. Um, yeah, so, so 
top five. five. Let's go from five. We went we went bottom up for the okay. bottom, and now let's go bottom up for the top. Man, mine's totally different than the league, like than the power rankings <laughs> today. All right. I don't think I don't think one seed is the same. Uh, Sioux Saint Marie five. Why not? Why? How are they not a top five team right now? Yes. See? Yes. Um, great five. Great five pick. Sioux Saint Marie. Great five seed. Um, Kitchener four. Unreal weekend. They're a point behind. They're two point or two points behind Lemon. How? Uh, how one are point they not behind the, the Knights. Five? Yeah. Yeah. So that that's a good four seed. Um, North Bay three. So they were two on the power rankings, three on mine. Mississauga two. They have one loss. And yeah. to be honest, it's one and two on my list is basically tied for first yeah. at this point. Um Mississauga two and one London. I think if you're watching the teams, those are the only three that you can really have or those are really five that have to be your teams right now. Ottawa, they'd be my sixth spot because it's one weekend. I got to see multiple weekends. They have a good weekend this next weekend, and teams like Sault Ste. Marie or Kitchener drop, well, then we're going to have a change. But until then, we're not going to have a change, and it'll be like last year, right, when we did it. But those are my rankings right now, and that's the way it's going to go right now. So one London, two Mississauga, three North Bay, four Kitchener, five Sioux. Yeah, for me, Ottawa's on the outside as well. I think they're the sixth seed. Having a three and zero or being on a three game yeah. win streak helps. Uh, but the, I, I think they're still on the outside looking in. Of course, I mean, with McKenzie winning OHL goaltender of the week, I think that just boosts his confidence and the confidence that, I mean, not that the coaching staff didn't have any confidence in their goaltenders, but I think that's add to, that adds to his personal confidence getting that award. So. Um, yeah, I'd like Ottawa at six, even though we're not giving our sixth pick, but we did anyways. Um, number five for me, I'm going with the, uh, Sioux Greyhounds. Um, and the only reason I have them and Kitchener flipped, um, and I know Sioux's played one more game, but they've given up 29 goals this season compared to 19 for Kitchener. And I've liked Kitchener a lot better defensively than the Greyhounds. Um, so the Greyhounds go five. Kitchener is the fourth team for me. Um, also helps Sue's lost two in a row. Kitchener's won two in a row. Um, number three, the North Bay Battalion. Uh, I think their power play percentage, they really want that to be a little bit better. 12.9. I mean, that's not terrible through eight games, but I, I think they know they can be a lot better. And a lot of people around the league, I think, know that that power play can be a lot better than it's operated at right now. Um, so they're, they're number three for me. Um, number two, I'm, I've got the same two as you, Wardy. Um, yeah, it's all, it's hard. Like I, I'm going London too, um, but it's slim, like barely. Um, and Basically, that, like a tie. Yeah, like, and the the main reason why I have Mississauga on top is I, the the differential just stands out so much. You give up only, you're averaging two goals against a game. You've won four in a row, seven and one. Your power play's operating at 25%. You've taken the most penalty minutes in the league so far this season, 139, which is better than, oh, the London Knights are next um, with 123. Yeah. So, it's I mean, basically the same. Gives your PK some, some more, a lot of work early on. But, um, you know, I, I thought the Mississauga Steelheads, Ryerson Leaners is a big part of this. And I know Michael Simpson is, is a phenomenal goaltender and he's going to, have well, some really good stats. He's the elite goalie in this league. Um, 
But but for me, it's a slim margin. Mississauga's one for me. I think they've just been a slight bit better than the London Knights. All right. Hey, I like that. Well, uh, well, that's a fun with these. I like the power. I liked doing the power rankings last week or yeah. last year. Um, and each week it just gets better and better. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see how it goes. But last year we didn't have a lot of change in the top three. And yeah. I, you kind of expect, you kind of expect that this year. I think there's a lot of change at the top three because Ottawa just started off so good last year. Right. Did they ever so they move really from one? I think <laughs> I they moved they on mine. I think they had North Bay one. Oh yeah. When they got close. I week. think so. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. like a week, and but, then Ottawa retook it. I think Ottawa had it for like every week. Every for week, me, but one. Yeah, like for myself, I have them all saved actually from last year. Attaboy. I should do it. I think as of now, London's been my one seed every week. So I haven't had change yet through three. Is this year first change? Trying to think, I have last week's. I'll pull up last week's here quickly before we yeah, we'll before we wrap things up. Um, where is it here? There it is. Yep. Yeah, mine stayed the same. So my top five last week was London, Sioux, Mississauga, Owen Sound, Peterborough. Yeah, that changed. Mm. Holy crap! Yeah. My, that's an early season, right? First week of the se- or first couple of weeks of the season. Each week, it's going to change. Yeah. Just the top. Yeah, mine's London, Mississauga, one, two, three weeks in a row since week one. Uh, week one, I had London, but London's been my one seed. Mississauga's been in my top five since it started. They were five on my first week, but yeah, that's that's cool to see how much change. Love to track that to see yeah. what team has the most first place votes. Right now, for me, it's London. For you, it'd be London as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, But no, it's fun. Week three, end of week three. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, So we end of week three. But it's been a good three weeks. I hope all the fans out there have uh, have enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed the show this week. Um, Went a little bit longer, but some breaking news in Owen Sound helped it go a little bit longer, and and as well as a full online brawl in Peterborough on Saturday helped it go a little bit longer, but. Um, had to get to those topics. Um, of course, we will try and get a little bit more information for everybody on the Owen Sound situation with the Bulldogs being there on Saturday. We'll be making both our first trips to the Bay Shore, if I'm not yeah, mistaken, right? Yeah, got to get yeah. a puck. Yeah, so um, that's one thing. I have my grandpa's puck collection, and he has every team on the planet. Like, he's that's where good. I got my Brant- Brantford Alexander's puck. So that's, so, I that's one thing I don't there. have to buy. I just I just have to put it up to say I've been there. That'll yeah, put that'll cool. put me at four, not uh, seven, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. That'll put me at fourteen out of twenty. That's cool. Yeah, you know what? I have two places I've never been or that I've been to that I never got a puck for. Where's that? You know the one? Well, Sarnia. I never got a puck in Sarnia, oh, and then. I have an old you know Sarnia one. one, the old Sarnia logo. Yeah, but, yeah, but you know what? You want to know the other one? Know the other Windsor. one? Windsor. No, London. Oh. Isn't that crazy? Man, that's. That, no, that you have a London puck. Come on, you have a London puck. Wait. Big time. It's not in my. It's not here. It, it might be in Delhi. I might but have. It's it. not. I've got like I three. I appreciate. Like it's crazy though. I grew up. 
like grew up season tickets to the nights going all the time. I definitely have one. I'll send you five just, bucks not... if you want the one I have. Cause I, like I said, I've got two extras. I have the London one of the first I'll time look... I went. And then I have one of the updated Knights head of the, when I go to the brighter green. Yeah. I think I have one. I, right. I definitely I, have I, one. I in Dollar. For sure. I'll have. Yeah, I know. I, for sure, I think that's just for sure. Sarnia, though, because because you bought me, never you, you bought me that new Knights one with the with the brighter logo. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty true. sure you bought that for me. So you've got it. Oh, yeah, yeah, you've got to have true. one. Yeah, I probably do. I'll look. I'll have to look. I def- but I brought my puck collection and that's I know sick. the London. One, I know I have a London one and a Hamilton one. Or now Brantford, but. Yeah. I haven't had the new Brantford one yet. I'll get that one probably Wednesday. But on, uh, I have to uh, bring those two. But I have it on my trophy case because growing nice. up, London was always like, if, you know, that was my team growing up. And then with the Bulldogs, I mean, I had to do that. So those are the two teams I really had to put on my yeah. trophy case along the other stuff. But those two I kept there. But I'll have to bring them because I definitely know I have a London puck. There's no way oh, I yeah. don't. But. I'm trying yeah. to think. I'm missing. You know what? So after Eddie... Owen Sound, I'll be missing Ottawa, Kingston, Sudbury, Sioux, Flint, Saginaw, which is hilarious because on one trip, I can cross out two places because Ottawa, Kingston is going to be one trip. Sioux, Sudbury, it's still kind of hard, but it's still something you can do in one. one. Um, yeah. And then Flint, Saginaw, you can do that in one trip. So yeah. it's just you getting what? Owen and Sound, which is in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> and getting that one yeah, out of the right. way. And then I know we're planning something in March because that's where the Bulldogs end a Saturday, yeah, Sunday Ottawa, in Kingston, Kingston, Ottawa. So yeah, we'll be able to yeah, cross that like a trip. Yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, any fans that are listening to this, that listen to this show, let us know your puck collection, any OHL collection you have. Let us Send know. The photos, there's definitely a too. lot of good ones. You gotta have. Yeah, displays. there's definitely a lot of good ones. Yeah, tweet us, uh, Instagram us, Facebook us, whatever you want to do. Um, share them on the show. There's a couple. Or share them on, yeah, um, on the show on on social media. Yeah, we'll share it. Yeah, yeah. for sure we will because that that's pretty cool, and uh, we always like talking about that. So any listeners that are listening, send us your uh, send us your collections. Um, we always like talking about that. Uh, but yeah, oh, also one thing that will be coming out soon. Um, last topic here quickly. Um, we will be running a contest. Yes. On the Dogcast soon. So October 27th, I believe the game against North Bay. It's a Friday night. First row. Best seats in the house. Um, as only we can do for the listeners. We will be running a contest on the Dogcast and on the Bulldogs Audio Network. Uh, probably on Thursday it'll be out. Um, but get in on that. If you want to make the trip to Brantford, it's been tough to get tickets. Seats in the first yes. row. We're going to try to get autographed items as well. Um, we have the items. Now we just got to get them signed. But um, there's some good ones. There's some good uh, giveaways in the draw. So get in on the action. Um, uh, probably this Thursday, we will have our first one out there. Yeah. And uh, first idea of the contest. So get on out there. If you want to attend a Bulldogs game this year at Civic Center, that I highly suggest that. And if you haven't been in the arena yet, there's your chance to get the new puck with the Brantford B logo. And um, yes, we will be doing a giveaway for the October 27th game on the Dogcast podcast. So look out for that. 
The nice way to end the show, Wardy. Um, attaboy. Um, I thought we'd preview it because we yeah. got everything ready. Everything's ready. It's just going to be released. Yep. Yeah, so make sure you tune in to the Dogcast. Of course, always exclusively on the Bulldogs Audio Network. Find out how you can win a couple of tickets to to a Brantford Bulldogs game. Uh, For all the listeners, appreciate you tuning in as always. We hope you enjoyed this week, even though it was a little bit longer. But uh, some pretty good topics to go over. And um, yeah, if you have anything to add, of course, the DMs are always open on social media at the OHL and 60 podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we'll be able to answer you. Have a little bit of a discussion ourselves, and it should be should be a fun one. By the way, before we end off, Brad, thank you for agreeing with me. The Bachelor sucks. So just want to give a <laughs> shout out to loyal listener Brad, who sent me a DM after last week's show. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your banner was great show. Hey, it's a great show. It's a great show. Thank you, Brad, um, for agreeing with me. We always appreciate you interacting with us listening to the show been a loyal listener from day one gotta gotta shout him out um as as much as possible so um to everybody else who tuned in we always appreciate it every single week that's why we do it the ohl is awesome and uh the fans are great so we hope you enjoyed it and we will chat again in seven days